A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Obviously, only State of Origin on this weekend, the ladies' game on Friday night as well. So, a lot less content to talk about this week heading into our rep round. So, what we've decided to do, we've mentioned this a few times, we're going to go through position by position and talk about the most underrated players in those positions, according to you guys. You guys put forward a heap of names, and I'll go through and I'll talk about them now. I've got six guys that I've picked out here that really stood out for me. I've got another, like, eight or nine that were notable mentions for me. So, I'll go in depth on those six, uh, mentioned the other eight or nine. And these, of course, these have been posted on Instagram by you guys on my Instagram story and on uh, the Rugby League Guru podcast listeners. So if you're not part of that Facebook group, make sure you jump on and join the conversation now. I'll be posting position by position to get an idea of you guys, who you want me to talk about. Now, a couple notable mentions. And look, I haven't chosen the best six that I thought. I just chose six guys that I thought were really interesting that people threw up. Uh, some notable mentions I'm going to put in here. First one was from our good mate, Matty Quinnell. He suggested Robbie Ross. Uh, obviously, we had Scotty Hill on the podcast a few months ago, and he spoke about how Billy Slater... You know, he learned so much from Robbie Ross. Such a brilliant player, uh, Robbie Ross was. And I think he's one of those guys that... We probably forget just how good he was because Slater was the next fullback at the Melbourne Storm and he went on to be one of the best ever, if not the best ever fullback. But Robbie Ross right up there. Another guy, journeyman, Mick Gordon. Um, sensational player. Played for a number of clubs. I think he played one or two games of State of Origin football but was just consistent as all hell and reliable. Had some X factor to him, but he was so reliable. A guy that was the... Roosters fullback at one point. Speaking of Roosters fullbacks, how about this one? From the Tricolor Syndicate, Luke Phillips. Uh, Absolutely tough as nails, Luke Phillips. And another guy that, as I said with Robbie Ross, I think we tend to forget how good Robbie Ross was because Slater followed him. Of course, the man to follow Luke Phillips was Anthony Minicello, and he went on to be one of the best fullbacks we've seen. He was the best player in the world only two years after Luke Phillips retired. So I think we forget just how tough Luke Phillips was. But... If you need an example of how tough this guy was, 
2002 NRL Grand Final. Watch the stint that he puts in that night. He is a ruthless footballer, Luke Phillips. It turned out to be his last game of football. An unbelievable player, Luke Phillips. I got a lot of time for him, tough as nails. Our next one out of the Canberra Raiders, Clinton Shavosky, a really popular guy that a lot of people suggested. Was probably unlucky not to make my top six most interesting. Obviously played a number of games for the Canberra Raiders. Also played for the Queensland Maroons. A brilliant player as well. I believe he was a goal kicker as well from memory. Obviously went and played a bit of union as well. Represented the Reds there. I'm not sure if he ended up playing Wallabies. I'd have to check that. But a champion of the Canberra Raiders. A very good player for a long time. The next name I thought was interesting. And it's a name that I won't go too in-depth on. But... Someone suggested Darren Lockyer, and I actually completely agree with this. I think that we remember the back end of Lockyer's career and how much of a fantastic 5'8 he was, but I think people forget just how much of a brilliant fullback he was. And dare I say, if Lockyer never made the move from fullback to 5'8, I I reckon this conversation about best fullback ever being Billy Slater, it's a lot more open with Sir Darren Lockyer. Uh, So really good one to throw up there. I'm not sure who threw that one. I haven't got the name written down, but a sensational one there, Darren Lockyer. Next one is Robbie O from the Newcastle Knights. 1997 Clive Churchill medalist, champion player Robbie O'Davis. Obviously representing the Queensland Maroons. I don't think he ever played for the Kangaroos, but a champion player. Loved the big stages. Loved all the lights being on him, Robbie O'Davis. I've got a sneaking suspicion he still does just quietly. Uh, the next one, the journeyman played for a number of clubs. And, man, this guy might be the most underrated out of all these guys on this shortlist here, Wade McKinnon. Now, Wade McKinnon obviously played during the 2000s, played for a couple of clubs. I think Parramatta, I want to say the Warriors, and I want to play, say, the South Sydney Rabbitohs as well. But it was sort of at the New Zealand Warriors that I remember him. He was unreal. A guy that you would never even consider for rep footy or anything like that. But when he was playing his best, he was the best player on the field just about every single week, Wade McKinnon. He went through a real purple patch at one point where teams just couldn't handle him. And... You know, nine times out of ten, the fullback he'd be up against would be more skillful. They'd be stronger. They'd be faster. They'd break more tackles. But Wade McKinnon, I don't know, he just had something about him. He just knew how to pull the right strings at the right time. When he was going good, he was unbelievable, Wade McKinnon. And the last one, uh, you could pick him sort of as a winger or as a fullback. Probably did his best work at fullback. The green greyhound out of Canberra, Brett Mullins, one of my favorites of all time. A sensational player. I'd love to get him on the podcast. I think he'd be a fantastic chat. Now, let's dive into the six guys that were mentioned by you guys. The first one of our Facebook groups comes from Josh Dean, and he has suggested Kevin Locke. Now, Kevin Locke, a brilliant footballer, just so quick, so skillful. I was talking the other day on my podcast, I think when I was doing one of those teams with Clarky about how guys are fast, and then there's guys that are football fast. Kevin Locke, he was football fast. The way that he used to move was unreal. Another guy that... There's going to be bigger guys that play fullback. You know, there was obviously a lot of challenges for him at his size, but he was just electric. I would love to see him in the modern game, how he'd go about his footy. Had a nice little kicking game as well. Uh, could, Could definitely ball play. And he would just float along the field. I used to love when he used to get into dummy half and just scoot and just play eyes up. He was so dangerous. And I think we sort of forget... You know, obviously Kevin Locke, he was he's, he's so electrifying when he was playing, and there's a couple of moments that we'll never forget for him. But, I mean, he only played 89 games for the New Zealand Warriors. Went over to England, did really well over there. I think he got himself in a bit of Barney Rubble, though, as Kevin Locke does. He's obviously playing uh, Queensland Cup at the moment, I believe. 
He's playing for Redcliffe. Redcliffe, I think. I could be wrong, though. Uh, he's playing up there at the moment. Doesn't look like he's probably going to get back into first grade. But it did surprise me that he played less than 90 games for the Warriors. I thought he was around a little bit longer than that. Eight games for New Zealand as well for the Kiwis. And I was lucky enough to be there for his debut. It was up at Newcastle 2011. It was actually Darren Lockyer's last ever test match uh, for the Kangaroos. I think it was actually Darren Lockyer's last ever game in general. Uh, so I uh, I drove up the highway that day to watch that game. Just a little moment in history there. But he scored a try. I mean, I think the Kangaroos beat him 40-6 to six or 40-8. to eight. They really gave until that day. But Kevin Locke, he scored a fantastic individual try in that game. And I mentioned before that I remember when he used to just get in a dummy half and his team was on the front foot and he would just take off. And he did this against the Kangaroos that day. They made a half break. He got into dummy half. And he honestly, he just glided through the Kangaroos and... You know, this is 2011 Kangaroos. This is smack in the middle of that Queensland dynasty with all those superstars, and, you know, including Darren Lockyer still there, Cam Smith, Inglis, these sort of legends. He just glided through this team. He essentially went untouched from about his 30-metre line and made a couple of moves. A sensational player, Kevin Locke. Too bad that, you know, we probably never got to see his absolute best potential. Um, he was just an unbelievable player. I believe he played in the 2011 Grand Final for the Manly, uh, for the New Zealand Warriors against the Manly Seagulls. Weren't able to get the job done there. But Kevin Locke, a guy that I'm sure a lot of people have unbelievable memories of, probably namely, do you remember that night he got wrapped around the post? He, uh, he kicked the ball or he was chasing the kick. I can't remember how it unfolded, but he just put his body on the line and his whole body got wrapped around the post. It was sickening to watch. Um, yeah, a moment I'll never forget from Kevin Locke. But I was very privileged to be there for his first Kiwis game. Scored a cracking try there that I'll never forget. Our next one comes from Noah Watson. And this was a really popular suggestion by a lot of people, and it's hard to argue with. The snake, Brett Stewart, the prince of Brookvale Oval. Um, another guy that on this list, I mean, such a good player, such a fantastic player. But when you think Brett Stewart, you probably think about and, you know, when you compare him to the other fullbacks of his time, I mean, he was side-by-side side with Billy Slater for the majority of his career. He was side-by-side side with Anthony Minicello for a lot of his career. You know, there was Brett Hodge, a couple of other guys. A couple of guys are actually going to talk about on this list. But always a number of fantastic fullbacks in our game uh, that Brett Stewart had to go up against. And, I mean, you've got to also remember that He's going to be the fullback before Tom Travojevic as well for the Manly Seagulls. So, and Brett Stewart, I mean, I think we can put a lot of what Tom Travojevic is able to do now down to the experience that Brett Stewart gave Tom Travojevic and the uh, apprenticeship that he gave him at Manly. He's gone on to be a champion player, and I think a lot of it has to do with what Brett Stewart passed on to him. Look, Snake, uh, 235 games for the Manly Seagulls, one club man, 163 tries simply incredible and I don't have it in front of me but his strike rate at Brookvale Oval was unbelievable it was like 80 or 90 percent it was almost a try every game it might have even been more than a try every game I remember it was something crazy obviously won the two premierships uh 2008 and 2011 lost another two grand finals as well lost 2013 would have lost 2007 as well uh still you know four grand finals two premierships in only 235 games. Really incredible. Played eight games for the New South Wales Blues. Obviously came through in that era against that champion Queensland team, though. Teams, though. Uh, so a pretty tough gig there. Wasn't overly successful for the Blues. Only had the one game for the Kangaroos as well. You would have thought a guy with his sort of Ability and the amount of you know the amount of times he dominated final series uh, that he would have had more games than the Kangaroos, but it's just the reality of Brett Stewart's narrative about how many champion fullbacks were around at the time. Uh, I, I guess for Snake, 
you know, I'll always think back to, you know, just the way that he used to play. Like, there's a couple of moments I'll never forget. There's, there's a number of times I remember they used to have that play where they would just hit uh, killer Jamie Lyon out on the right edge. He'd kick it back to the sticks, and just every time Brett Stewart would be there. Um, I guess the one that stands out for me is probably that night. It was the Manly Seagulls against the West Tigers, and Matty Orford put in this sort of banana kick bomb and it comes down on about the 10 meter and you see Brett Stewart charging through and he sort of, he goes to catch it and he sort of hits it with the inside of his elbow. I don't even know what you call that. Is that your forearm? Hits it up in the air, he regathers it and he scores. And I believe it won the game for the Manly Seagulls that night at Brookvale Oval, wet night. And for him to be able to do that, just unbelievable. I think there was a try set up in a grand final as well one time when he sort of caught the ball in the half fly, was falling over and he let go of this perfect offload. Obviously the combination he always had with his brother, Glenn Stewart, in this side, was just unbelievable. Uh, such a champion player. I think he scored a couple of grand final tries as well. Some more moments I'll never forget. So a champion, an absolute champion player, Brett Stewart. Probably just surrounded by too many good fullbacks of his time and probably being the guy replaced by Tom Travojevic is definitely going to hurt his cause as we look back. But I'm sure Manly fans, they will forever hold uh, Brett Stewart in the highest regard. I actually went through with Clarkie the other day and, and this was the biggest issue we had when we named our best Manly side of the NRL era. You needed to have Snake and you needed to have Tommy Turbo uh, in this side. And I'll give you a little hint. I think Tom Travojevic missed out on the fullback jersey. I'm sure as time goes on, he will definitely have it. But, geez, it was hard to leave Brett Stewart out. A one-club man, a champion player, representative player, one of the best players Manly will ever see. I don't think his Brookvale Oval record will be broken anytime soon. And if it does, it'll only be with the guy that he brought through, Tom Travojevic, an incredible player there. A fantastic shout there from Noah Watson, a number of other people as well. Our next one, uh, coming back out of the uh, out of the history books, Wayne Walters, our good mate Wayne, he has suggested Lord Ted Goodwin, and obviously the father of Bryson Goodwin. We had Bryson on the podcast a couple of months ago. Obviously a guy that played for the Dragons, the Jets, the Magpies, 146 games, a couple of premierships for the Dragons, a couple of grand final losses as well. I believe he played in a few of those games that were tied grand finals that they had to come back a few days later. Obviously Ted Goodwin, not a guy that I was alive to see play, but I also I always know when I hear my grandfather my old man talked about this guy, just how talented he was. And, you know, probably the standout moment, uh, you know, the moment that we'll never forget with Ted Goodwin. And I, and I think you sort of know this moment regardless of how old you are. It's just part of rugby league folklore is, of course, the 1977 grand final. Dragons playing at the SCG. Uh, and he scores this unbelievable try of a chip kick where he regathers and he knocks himself out cold. And he is just left... Absolute stagnant, like the old uh, planking trend in the in-goals there, knocked out cold. Just an unbelievable moment in rugby league history. I wish I could go into more detail with you for Ted Goodwin, but it sort of wouldn't be my stories that I'm telling. And I probably haven't seen enough of him to talk too much in depth about him. But a champion of our game... Um, yeah, just a champion. Absolutely love, love all the tapes I see of Ted Goodwin. Fantastic to talk, talk to his young bloke, Bryson Goodwin. If you haven't had a listen to that podcast, swipe back to that one. Really worth a listen. And, uh, you know, obviously Bryson gives a much better insight to the life of Lord Ted Goodwin than what I possibly could. Uh, thanks for that one, Wayne. Excellent knock there. Our next one is from Ben Bradshaw. And he suggests Brett Hodgson. And this is one that I found really, really interesting. Now, Brett Hodgson obviously made his debut with the Magpies, played 50-odd games there. I think 49 games. I think he just just missed raising the bat there. Uh, moved to the Paramount Eels for the season 2000. Played there until 03, 75-odd games there. And then in 04, makes the move that will uh, change his career forever. He moves to the West Tigers. So 
I'd imagine there's not too many guys that played for the Magpies, the Eels, and the Tigers. Uh, not too many guys that would have done that move there. Or, you know, essentially all the Western Suburbs clubs are only really mi- missing the Penrith Panthers there. Um, an incredible year, an incredible season. Oh, season, good God, what am I saying? An incredible career from Brett Hodgson. Obviously featured in the Tigers' 2005 Premiership win, and he was instrumental throughout that entire season, especially in the final series. I remember the week one of the finals, they actually played the Cowboys, who they went on to uh, beat in the grand final, and he scored a couple of tries that night. I think they won 50-0. They really gave it to him. Uh, he had a cracking grand final as well, Brett Hodgson. He was sensational. you got to remember also with Brett Hodgson, as I said, he was at the Parramatta Eels from the year 2000-03. And obviously we know that premierships, they change our opinions of players very quickly. you got to remember Brett Hodgson... He was the fullback in this 2001 Parramatta Eels side. This is the side that broke all the records. They were un- unbelievable. Brian Smith coached, um, you know, f- featuring some unbelievable players. And they sort of, you know, there's, there's probably no one from that team that is an all-time great player. You're never going to talk about them being like an immortal or anything like that. But they just had a bond this team that was like, realistically, no other team we've seen. Probably this Penrith Panthers side is the one that comes closest to it. Uh, they were an unbelievable footy side. They were odds-on to win the 0-1 grand final until Andrew Johns, the eighth immortal, stood up with his Newcastle Knights and delivered an unbelievable game, which they only just beat Parramatta anyway after having the perfect start. I think people forget just how good this 0-1 Parramatta team was. For me, they're still the best team to ever not win a they're the best team ever to not win a premiership. And Brett Hodgson, he was the fullback in that side, so says a lot about him there. Uh, we mentioned 05 on the premiership. Now, state of origin. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, Brett Hodgson. He played six games. Now, his debut, it still goes down as one of the best debuts uh, from anyone in State of Origin. He was unreal that first game. And, you know, I only played six games. Um... But it's sort of, there's three moments that he's remembered for, and the first one's a positive. Uh, obviously, his debut where he absolutely brained a sensational debut, one of the best we've seen. But then there's two more moments that, unfortunately, we probably remember Brett Hodgson for more, and it's, it's a little bit unfair, but we see the replay so often. We're just so often reminded of these two moments. The first one is, of course... The Gordon Tallis tackle, ragdoll. That 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 commentary is just part of rugby league folklore. An unbelievable moment where um, New South Wales they're sort of on the back foot, and Gordon Tallis he just lifts his team unbelievably, drags him from inside the tram line, ragdolls him, spins him around two or three times, and throws him out of the field. I mean, he was so far away from the sideline it wasn't even funny, and it's not like it was a. You know, it was a raining night. I mean, it it was dry footy, and what he did to him that night, I will never forget. Poor old Brett Hodgson. It's an image that will stick with all of us rugby league fans, and we will see it every year around State of Origin time. The other one is, of course, the pass, and maybe this is unfair to say, but the pass that starts Queensland's dynasty, 2006 down in Melbourne. Um, I think it's game two. New South Wales are up 1-0 in this series, and he throws this wayward pass, and Darren Lockyer swoops on it. Now, 
nine times out of ten, you could throw this pass and probably get away with it. But with a guy like Darren Lockyer on the field, he's going to make you pay every single time. And Lockyer comes up with one of the most unbelievable tries in origin history. One of the most... It is one of the most critical moments in rugby league history for me. There's a lot of moments you could point to, but this is right up there. This started the Queensland dynasty. We know as Darren Lockyer and a number of the other experienced guys entered this Origin Series, they were told you need to win this or this could be your last series. And Brent Hodgson, he comes up with that unfortunate moment and we all know how how Queensland went after that. I mean, the history, it's written itself. Um, Yeah, look, another guy obviously was the 2005 Dalian fullback. He went over to England. He did really well there as well. Man of Steel Award, uh, Lance Todd Trophy while he was over there as well. I, I guess the last thing I'll leave you with, Brent Hodgson. During his career, he played in eight finals games. He scored eight tries. Yeah, obviously includes the West Tigers run in 2005. An unbelievable season there. But Brett Hodgson, a fantastic player. Uh, one of the best debuts in origin we've ever seen. But unfortunately, probably remembered for a couple of negatives, which is really unfortunate for Brett Hodgson. But lost the grand final in 01 with the Eels, moved to the Tigers, and was part of one of the biggest fairy tales we've ever seen. The next one we've got. Is from Eric Mizzy. He mentions Luke Patton. And uh, Eric, mate, you were one of about 40 that, that wrote in for Luke Patton. Uh, I know that when I named my best Bulldogs 1-17 with Clark of the, the NRL era, we picked guys off their absolute peak. So we went for Ben Barber over Luke Patton. And, you know, as much as I, as I had to pick it, because that was the criteria, it didn't feel right. And I agreed with a lot of you guys that said Luke Patton should have been there. But... Uh, it's just the way the criteria went. Uh, but Luke Patton, a champion player, 282 games. I think people only sort of remember the Bulldogs' career, but this is a guy that actually kicked off his career with the Illawarra Steelers in 1998. Uh, they merged with St. George in 99. He was part of them in that season as well. He, he went on to play in that grand final for the St. George Illawarra Dragons in their, what, second year or third year? or First or second year, an unbelievable um, effort there. He then moved to the Canterbury Bulldogs in 2001 and this would kick off an unbelievable 225 game career for the Canterbury Bulldogs which would obviously feature the 2004 Premiership which he was unreal in Uh, he he was playing there in 02 when they were you know close to unbeatable and got done for the salary cap so he was there through the entire roller coaster uh, Luke Patton and then obviously didn't retire until 2010 a champion player it should be noted at the Canterbury Bulldogs, and this is how consistent this guy was. This is how important he was to this team. 225 games. He only played less than 23 games in a season twice in that time frame. Simply incredible the amount of rugby league he played for the Canterbury Bulldogs and how much football he consistently played each and every year. Really took care of himself and was a true leader in this Canterbury side and was one of the most popular Bulldogs off the field as well. Fans absolutely love Luke Patton. They still do. Um, A champion bloke, a champion player. Another guy that came along the same time as a lot of these guys. Obviously Snake, Brett Hodgson, these sort of fellas. Um, And you know, there was just so many good fullbacks around, so many champion fullbacks backs that it's really hard for these guys to get into rep jerseys and Luke Patton I believe he played for country a couple of times uh, but never got to play state of origin but a guy that uh, he would have well and truly handled himself in that arena fantastic su- suggestion there Eric along with another uh, other listeners out there let's move to our last one the last guy we're going to talk about comes from Greg Spence and Greg has thrown up Brent Webb a guy that I've got so much respect for and a guy that I think is very underappreciated because 
uh, it turns out he didn't really play much footy in the NRL. He only played 100 games for the Warriors. And really interesting story, Brent Webb, as the legend goes, he was essentially playing up in North Queensland. He was born in Australia, but uh, had Kiwi in him. And he was playing Queensland Cup, doing pretty well. All of a sudden, the Warriors signed him in 2002. He plays about 18 games that season. Doesn't actually play in their grand final. Doesn't even feature in the entire final series. Uh, plays for the next couple of years. And then I believe he was part of the crew that walked out and left uh, to go play with the Leeds Rhinos. He obviously linked up with Ali Lawatiti, who you all know is a guy that I hold in the highest respect. I absolutely love Ali Lawatiti, and I think it's one of the biggest failures of the New Zealand Warriors and one of the biggest of the NRL that we ever let him go. Uh, but Brent Webb, one thing I'll always remember with Brent Webb, obviously in the early 2000s, he was unreal for the New Zealand Warriors before going to Leeds, and I know he dominated over there with Leeds. He's one of their favourite players of all time. But it was his games for the Kiwis. Now, he played 17 tests for the Kiwis, and whilst his strike rate wasn't fantastic, he's one guy that I always remember, obviously myself being a Kangaroos fan, always cheering on the Roos against uh, the Kiwis. He's one guy that I always remember thinking, good God, this guy can play. He just always steps up when he was playing for the New Zealand Kiwis. He was an unreal footballer, a guy that always gave the Kangaroos huge worries. Brem Webb, I've got all the time in the world for him. Him and Ali Lawatiti, I think it's an absolute travesty that we didn't see more of them in the NRL, and I I think it's a big mistake by the New Zealand Warriors that they didn't have these two guys playing for them. Obviously, a lot of mismanagement and a lot of water went under the bridge there, but a huge mistake by this club to not have these two superstars. And Brent Webb, an absolute champion. 103 games for the Warriors, 163 games over in England. I think he won two premierships with the Leeds Rhinos. And, you know, I don't watch a heap of Super League, but I feel like back in the day, whenever I saw highlights, it was Brent Webb carving up over there as well. A champion fellow, a guy that should have played more NRL, a guy that every time he came up against the Kangaroos, the best of the best that we have to offer in the NRL, he absolutely brained He always gave them troubles, and he was always one of the best on the field. I hope you enjoyed us going through some of the most underrated fullbacks of all time suggested by you guys. A lot of these guys have sort of come from the same sort of era, uh, but I think that's just the reality of uh, the following that we've got in the Instagram page um, and on the Facebook group as well. But sensational to go back and have a look at some of these guys that um, they probably don't get talked about as much as they should. Really enjoy going through these guys. Stay tuned over the next couple of days, probably tomorrow actually, we're going to go through our most underrated wingers of all time. Going to have a post on the Facebook page uh, tonight and then one on Instagram as well for you guys to suggest which wingers you want me to go through. Cheers, legends. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 